Welcome to his presence. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 9, verse 27. Genesis chapter 9, verse 27. Genesis chapter 9, verse 27. Genesis 9, 27. We have been looking at the, the, the promises that the Lord gave to us when we marked our anniversary. And the Lord gave us Three words or three phrases or whatever you want to call it. A new beginning in three areas. What was the first area the Lord spoke to us about? A new beginning of what? Consecration and holiness. And the second thing the Lord spoke to us about a new beginning of what? Of giving. And the third thing, a new beginning of enlargement. And by God's grace, today we are going to be looking at a new beginning of expansion and enlargement. And uh, when I started be preparing today's message, I thought everything should be within, uh, within one service. It looks like that may not be the case. But beginning from today, we are going to be looking at that topic. A new beginning of expansion and enlargement. In Genesis chapter 9 verse 27, the Bible says, God shall enlarge Japheth. And he shall dwell in the tent of Shem. Amen. And Canaan shall be his servant. Amen. Now there is a very brief prayer point you can pray for yourself in that passage. He said, God shall enlarge Japheth. You can put your name there and say, God shall enlarge me. Somebody does not mean it. Say, God shall enlarge me. God shall enlarge me. Now say, God shall enlarge Christ Chapel. Say, God will enlarge my family. God will enlarge my children. It doesn't mean that when you are, if you have four children, you are going to have six. No. God will, Isaac, I mean, what's his name? Abraham had only one son, the son of promise. Is that not so? From him today, only that he doesn't know, nobody knows. Only God knows how many descendants of, his, of Abraham there are on, on earth. So when you say, God shall enlarge my family, God shall enlarge my children. Enlargement is not just numerical, enlargement is physical. Enlargement is spiritual. God will enlarge you in Jesus' name. Amen. You are going to say, say, God shall enlarge my substance. As if you mean to say, God shall enlarge my substance. There is a higher place to go, and you will get there in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in that passage that we read, it says, God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tent of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. You know that in, the, in, in I mean, there are three sons of, of Noah that came out of the ark with him. Shem, Ham, and Japheth, right? Now, this passage says, not only will God enlarge Japheth, but he shall dwell in the tent of Shem. Canaan shall be his servant. The first thing you need to take note of concerning, concerning enlargement is that enlargement is a promise. Enlargement is what? It's a promise. Japheth was told that God will enlarge him. And I'm telling someone here today, God will enlarge you. Amen. I'm also telling that person, God will enlarge me. Enlarge Tell somebody, God will enlarge me. He will enlarge you in Jesus' name. So enlargement is a promise. 
It's a promise. Now, note that when God enlarges you, somebody must serve you. Are we together? When God enlarges you, what must happen? Somebody must serve you. Now, it's a sequence in life. You are currently serving somebody. And someone will serve you in future. Or let me put it this way. You are currently serving someone, but you will be served in future. Because the fact that you are serving today does not mean that you'll be served by only one person. You'll be served by many. I said you'll be served by many. Now, the bridge and determinant of this promise is how you serve. Is what? This is very important. How you serve will determine how you will be served. And the question for everyone of us this morning is, how are you serving? How are you serving? This is a spiritual question as well as a physical question. Even in our places of work, you want to be promoted. But you are not one of the reliable ones in the office. You want to be recognized. But all you do is the barest minimum to justify the salary you are paid. Somebody else, somebody might just come up, spend six months on the same pay scale with you, and the person moves up. Before you know it, that person becomes the boss. Why? Because of the way that individual is serving. If the person is unjustly brought forward, I mean, taken ahead of you, oh, you know where that normally ends. Because for you as a child of God, whatever God has proposed you, you will get there in Jesus' name. The way you serve is the same way that others will serve you when you get to the realm of enlargement. Remember, we already discussed in our previous studies that before enlargement is consecration and holiness and what? And giving. These are foundations. These are building blocks. These are building blocks. So still talking about the fact that enlargement is a promise. Number one, we said note that when God enlarges you, somebody must serve you. Number two, enlargement can only be obtained in the tent of Shem. Can be obtained where? I'm going to break that down a little bit. God's promise for sustainable enlargement of Japheth depends on his staying in the tent of Shem. The name Japheth means enlargement. That name Japheth means what? Enlargement. It means expansion. It means opened. Opened. In other words, you are no longer enclosed. You are no longer limited. And I'm speaking to someone here today, someone listening to me online, your future is open for greatness. Amen. Your future is open for a lifting up. Amen. Your future is open for a divine manifestation. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Shem is referred to as the father of the people they call the Semitic tribes. The Hebrews, the Syrians, and all that. But the name Shem means name. It means what? I hope you understand what I'm saying. Shem means name. Japheth means enlargement. And we said the enlargement of Japheth is contingent upon him staying in the tent of Shem. There is a name above all names. And that name above all names will eventually come from the descendants of Shem. 
So, Noah and his wife had three sons. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. From the lineage of Shem came Abraham, who was called in Genesis chapter 12. From the lineage of Abraham came Jesus Christ. And when Jesus had fulfilled his purpose, Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 and 11, tells me that God had highly exalted him and given him what? A name which is above every name. No wonder you go back to his beginning. He's rooted in who? In shame. The root of enlargement. Philippians 2 verse 10 says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So among the descendants of Shem, one man was called out. And who is that man that was called out? Abraham. Abraham. In Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Verses 2 to 3. We see the promise of enlargement that was given to Abraham by God. Remember it was Abraham before he became Abraham. When he was called. When he was called out. He was Abraham. In Genesis chapter 12 verses 2 to 3. He says, I will make thee a great nation. I thought somebody would say amen to that. Amen. He said, I will bless thee. Amen. I will make your name great. Amen. And thou shalt be a blessing. Amen. I will bless them that bless thee. Amen. I will curse him that curses thee. Amen. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Amen. This is the definition of the promise of enlightenment. The definition of God's promise of enlightenment for someone here today is that number one, you will be made a great nation. Yeah. Somebody does not like that. I say you will be made a great nation. Yeah. Do you realize one thing, brethren? That if you know your great-grandfather, if all his descendants stayed together, the way the children of Israel stayed together, do you realize that from that great-grandfather, you are going to have maybe a city or at the, at the worst, a village by now. True or false? That was why God told Abraham and uh, Jacob to keep his people together, united, undefiled, because he had a purpose for them. And I have a word someone, for someone here today. God has a purpose for you. Amen. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. So I said the true definition of the promise of enlightenment is that number one, you'll be made a great nation. You will be blessed. Somebody does not like that. Amen. I say you will be blessed. Amen. Your name will be made great. Amen. I say your name will be made great. Amen. If you don't like the prayers I'm praying, just say, Pastor, back to sender. Amen? Amen. If you don't like it, just say what? Just say back to sender to come back to me. You shall be a blessing. Amen. Those that bless you will be blessed. Those that cause you will be caused, you will be a source of blessing. Tell somebody, I am a source of blessing. As if you say, I am a source of blessing. Now tell that person, you will be a source of blessing. So shall it be in Jesus' name. So we have been looking at the fact that enlargement is a promise. It's a promise. And don't I need it? We looked at two things. 
When God enlarges you, somebody must serve you. And number two, the second thing we said is, enlargement can only be obtained in the tent of Shem. And that's what we try to explain. Because the tent of Shem will lead you to who? Will lead you to who? Will lead you to Jesus. The source of all enlargement. You will be enlarged in Jesus' name. So number one, enlargement is a promise. Number two, enlargement is preceded by displacement. By what? Enlargement is preceded by displacement. When the Lord says, I will enlarge you, the Lord is saying, I will take away from somebody what he or she has and do what? And give it to you. You will not be the one to run after it. It will come for you. Remember what Jacob said. When Jacob went and got venison for his dad, Esau was running around on the field, chasing the antelopes, chasing the uh, rabbits, trying to, ah, I know my father loves this one. I must. Jacob got food prepared for him by his mother. But he made a statement when he came before Isaac. His mother said, how come you got it that fast? What did he say? He said, your God did what? Brought it unto me. That's the way it is. The God of Israel, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, will bring the goodies unto you. Amen. Will bring enlightenment unto you. Amen. Will bring provision unto you. In Jesus' name. There is no vacuum, brethren. What you are occupying is what someone else has occupied. But that individual has to give it up. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 24. Exodus 34, verse 24. The Bible says, For I will cast out the nations before thee and enlarge thy borders. Amen. Do you understand that? The nations will be cast out so that your own borders will be enlarged. Tell somebody, my borders will be enlarged. So look at it. Then he goes and says, Neither shall any man desire thy land. When thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord thy God thrice in the year. Do you understand that? Unlike others that if you dare leave what you, have, what you own, somebody else will do what? Will take it. He said, no. When I call you to come to Jerusalem for worship, no man can take away that which has given unto you. Yeah. Is God talking to someone? Yeah. You see, this passage is talking about giving the right place to the worship and service of the living God. If only many of us know why we keep chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and it looks like a mirage. It's because we have decided to put God as number two on our list of priorities. Remember that king? I believe it's Nebuchadnezzar, right? The one that ate grass for seven years. He was a wonderful king. They called him king of kings. God made nations to bow to him. But one day, because of pride, he was made to be, he became an ox and he ate grass for seven years. But the essence of Nebuchadnezzar today is that for those seven years, what happened to his kingdom? It was preserved. That is God, brethren. The following day, he became an ox. What would have happened? Uh, they didn't have a U.S. Army then, no. They didn't have a Chinese whatever. Even in Israel, they were just killing themselves and overtaking each other like flies. Yet this man, the greatest king of his time, began to eat grass like an ox for how many years? 
and yet nobody took over his kingdom. Testimony that is God. When God designs and brings to pass enlargement for you, nobody can take it away from you. But if, you, if it is by your scheming and scheming and scheming, enlargement is preceded by displacement. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 16, the Bible says, in the fourth generation, it was talking to Abraham here, they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. There is a time for everything, and this is somebody's time. Tell somebody, this is my time for divine enlargement. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. You know, you've seen a taste, and you thought it was lost. I have a word for someone here today. It's not lost. It's not lost. That taste you have seen is only the pedestal. I hope my language is correct. On the ground floor, that's pedestal, Abi, because you are going high. You will get to that point you were before, but you will overcome it. You will fly higher. So shall it be in Jesus' name. I said, so shall it be in Jesus' name. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. We are talking about displacement. When you go to verses 18 to 21, you see where the Lord began to list all the people that he would displace. That the children of Israel might have enough room for enlargement. For enlargement. Once God has spoken, it shall come to pass. I say it shall come to pass. Divine enlargement. When it's time for God to enlarge this facility, some structures have to give way. Is that not so? Maybe the whole building will have to give way. Whichever way the Lord has proposed it to create room for his children. One of the brethren that was in the church last Sunday, at the end of the service said, oh, pastor, it's not the same. Watching it on YouTube and Facebook and being in God's presence. And we desire a situation whereby we can all come and enjoy God's presence in the house. The Lord will take us there. He will take us there in Jesus' name. The third thing about enlargement is that it is the Lord that enlarges. Who enlarges? It is the Lord that enlarges. Brethren, this is very important. Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 20. Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 20 says, When the Lord thy God shall enlarge thy border, as he had promised thee, and thou shalt say, I will eat flesh, because I so longer to eat flesh. Thou mayest eat flesh, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after. The key word there is, the Lord thy God will enlarge your border. I said, the Lord thy God will enlarge your border. I said, the Lord thy God will enlarge your border. In Psalm 18, verse 36, the psalmist said, Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slip. You know, some people, their, the allowance they have is very small. Once they misbehave, that is it. Some people, they keep on misbehaving and misbehaving and misbehaving, and yet there's room for them. What's the difference? You see it in this passage. He said, thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slip. Some people's uh, uh, steps are so tiny that when they take it, they are, they are li liable, I think that's the word, to what? To fall in. But some people's steps have been enlarged by who? 
by God. In fact, their, their errors become fashions. Have you heard of that? The errors, the mistakes that they make, they become fashions. It is God that enlarges. In Job chapter 12, verse 23, the Bible says, He increased the nations and destroyed them. He enlarged the nations and strengthened them again. In other words, God can enlarge and God can do what? What's the office of enlargement? Shrink, compress. That is our God. But He desires to enlarge someone here today as He desires to enlarge Christ's chapel. And He will enlarge us in Jesus' name. The fourth point, and I believe that's what we're going to be stopping for today. Enlargement can be by divine instructions. It can be by what? Divine instruction. See, when the Lord gives you an instruction, he has made provision for its fulfillment. And that's why I know that someone who is listening to, to me today, your season has come. Amen. I say your season has come. Amen. Remember, we started, this is a promise that the Lord gave to us as a church. Our season of enlargement has come. And the Lord is taking us higher in Jesus' name. In Isaiah chapter 54, Isaiah 54 verses 2 to 3. We see the commandment, Isaiah 54, 2 to 3. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Let us stretch forth the curtains of your, inhabit of, of your habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And your seed shall inherit the Gentiles. And make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Enlargement can be by divine instructions. The first thing is, and you remember we, we discussed this when we were looking at the, the topic of giving. You must enlarge your capacity. Tell somebody to enlarge your capacity. It's very important. Why do you need to enlarge your capacity? We are giving three reasons from this passage. Number one, you must enlarge your capacity because there is a breaking force set for you on the right hand and on the left hand. There is what? There is a breaking force. You must enlarge your capacity. There is a breaking force set for you on your right and on your left. You know what is coming to my mind now? It's one of the things we are going to be looking at. But I believe the Lord wants you to just release it now. You are looking for a baby. But the Lord wants to give you more than one. I said the Lord wants to do what? He wants to give that sister more than one baby. Enlarge your capacity. How do you enlarge your capacity? You eat well. You take matana. Matana is a pre... Uh, 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 I don't know the, 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 whatever name they call it. It's one of those... There are so many names for it. But you are preparing yourself, not for one, but for at least two. Receive it in Jesus' name. Say amen for that sister now. It doesn't mean that you are the one that will have twins, but at least be rejoice for her. I say receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. You need to enlarge your capacity because there's a breaking forth set for you on the right and on the left. Amen. Break forth into singing for a redemption. And the Lord is glorifying himself in you. Amen. We are talking about breaking forth now. What does it mean to break forth? You begin to sing. You begin to rejoice. Come and join me sing. Hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh has done me well. Isn't that wonderful? Come and join me, sing hallelujah. 
Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh will do you well. Amen. I say he will do you well. Amen. In Isaiah 44, verse 23, the Bible says, Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord has done it. Ah, that summarizes it. Tell somebody the Lord has done it. As if you say, the Lord has done it. When you go to the last part of that story, you say, the Lord has redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. God will glorify himself in you. Amen. You know that Bible passage that says, arise and do what? Shine. For your light is come and the glory of the Lord is what? Is risen upon you. He said, God has glorified himself in Israel. <laughs> Tell somebody, God has glorified himself in me. As if you mean to say, God has glorified himself in me. There's no way God will glorify himself in you that I will not be a breaking force. Because at that point in time, you are uncontainable. No container can contain you. God has glorified himself in you. That's why he's telling you, enlarge your course. There is a breakfast set for you on the right and on the left. Break forth into singing for the Lord's comfort and mercy. For what? Comfort and mercy. Have you loved a loved one? I mean, have you lost a loved one? The Lord will comfort you in Jesus' name. Have you, do you, are, you, are you suffering losses because of the consequences of sin? The mercy of God will avail for you in Jesus' name. Break for into singing. For the Lord's comfort and mercy. Isaiah 49 verse 13. Isaiah 49 verse, verse, verse 13. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth. Break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord had comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. Whatever affliction you might be going through, receive mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Obtain mercy in Jesus' name. Break forth into singing for your many children. You know, I said I was going to come to that passage, but I believe the Lord wanted me to release at that point in time. For your many children, you are prepared. You are getting ready. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 1 says, Sing, O barren, thou that is not bare. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, that thou is not travel with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife. Said the Lord, break forth into singing for your many children. And I want to speak to somebody's life here today. Your light will break forth. Amen. I say your light will break forth. Amen. And your health will break forth. Amen. In Isaiah 58 verses 8 and 9. Isaiah 58 verses 8 and 9. Then shall your light break forth as the morning. Amen. Only one person is saying amen. amen. Then shall your light break forth as the morning. And your health shall spring forth speedily. Amen. I love that. The Bible is complete. It says your health shall do what? Spring forth. How? Speedily. So when the Lord says you are healed, what happens? You are healed. Your health will spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be your real reward. Now look at that verse 9. He said, Then thou shalt call, and the Lord shall answer. Amen. Who is God talking today? You will call, and he will answer. Amen. You will cry, and he shall say, Here I am. All you need to do, take away from the midst of thee the yoke. 
the putting forth of the finger and the speaking of vanity. I said there, is, there are three things in that Isaiah 54 that we need to look at. The rest are very simple and straightforward. The first one is that there is a breaking forth on the right and left. The second is that there is an inheritance of the Gentiles waiting for you. Ah, who is God talking to there? There is an inheritance of the Gentiles. Waiting for who? Waiting for who? Receive it in Jesus' name. Proverbs 13, 22. We know it very well. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of the sinner is what? Is laid up for the just. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. The third point on that, I mean, on that passage is that your enlargement will make desolate cities to be inhabited. I say your enlargement. Tell somebody, my enlargement will make desolate cities to be inhabited. In other words, because of your enlargement, places that were previously deserted will become populated. If you know the story of the, the state of Israel, this current state of Israel, before they came back in, 19, was it 1958? Or was it 48? 58. Be, 48. Before they came back to this land in 1948, the place was what? A desert. A desert. You know the unfortunate thing? That Israel is very small, very compact. It's situated in the desert, but they produce more vegetables than the Nigeria. <laughs> that has rain and water everywhere. God will have mercy on us. Amen. That is divine transformation. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Your enlargement will make desolate cities to be inhabited. Look at Isaiah 58 verse 12. That's why we're rounding off. And they that shall be of thee shall build the always places. I thought someone would say amen to that. Amen. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach. The restorer of the path to dwell in. Who is the Lord talking to there? Divine enlightenment. is a call upon us as individuals. It's a call upon us as a church. And I pray we will not be found wanting in Jesus' name. We're going to continue discussing this topic uh, uh, next Sunday. But at the moment, I want us to just bow our heads. I say, Father, each